You're listening to IC News, the only network bringing you the stories from across the multiverse. Boris Johnson loses the support of the DUP by sealing his Brexit deal with a kiss from Michelle Barnier. Impeachment proceedings continue to ramp up the pressure on Donald Trump, with anonymous White House staffers claiming he is now furiously defecating on a headshot of Danny Trejo every 12 minutes. Benjamin Netanyahu was taken to Twitter to condemn Turkey's invasion into sovereign Syrian territory and expressed concern about the ethnic cleansing of the local Kurdish population. In entirely unrelated news, 90s icon Alanis Morissette has been killed after a truck carrying thousands of spoons overturned and rained its cargo down on her wedding car. Sport now and the latest with the football. You're a grown man, learn to talk to your kids before you lose them forever. And in entertainment news, Ariana Grande is cancelled, Billie Eilish is now arriving at Platform 9, and Paloma Faith is facing severe delays due to a cow on the line. I'm Sam Gore, and you're listening to IC News. Open your mouth and prepare to swallow, because the news plane is coming into land. As this is our first broadcast, I'd just like to take a second to introduce you to the start of a media revolution. Here at IC News, we do things a little differently from our competitors. Yes, you'll get the biggest stories from here on Earth Prime, but we're also going to be bringing you the hottest interdimensional scoops from our parallel partners in the press. If there's an alternate timeline with a juicy insight to offer us, we'll be plucking it from the tree of news, wrapping it in plastic, shipping it from Gambia, and then leaving it to go mouldy in the fruit bowl of your newly informed mind. Now that's enough explanation. Let's stop flirting and instead whip out these throbbing great stories before you sober up enough to remember that you and the facts might be locked into the death spiral of a loveless marriage, but you still made a commitment and you're not that sort of person. Brexit continues to dominate the headlines here on Earth Prime, as Boris Johnson pulls off the eminently possible and pulls a terrible right-wing masturbatory fantasy of a Brexit deal out of his hat, knowing full well it will never get through Parliament. However, the gridlock isn't hampering progress everywhere. We go now to Rob Holland on Earth B12X, the universe in which Parliament voted to send an alternative team to negotiate Brexit. <coughs> Thanks, Sam. It's been just over six months since March 29th and Brexit Day here on Earth B12-X. What you can hear behind me is one of the single most defining public speeches in this world's history, delivered not by a politician, but by a gaggle of waterfowl with zero political experience. It's an extraordinary story and one that started three years ago when Jeremy Corbyn and Theresa May agreed, after cross-party discussions, that neither of them wanted to touch Brexit with a shitty stick. In a move described by one anonymous backbencher at the time as, and I quote, a bit of a laugh as we don't know how the fuck to make this work, Parliament voted to send 12 geese to Brussels to negotiate Britain's exit from the European Union. The results were shocking, with Michel Barnier offering nothing but praise for the work ethic and passion of the geese. Brexit here was possibly the smoothest political transition I've ever had the pleasure to witness, with the economies of both the UK and every member of the EU now growing steadily. Trade is frictionless, international cooperation has hit brand new levels, crime is down and the Irish border is now a wildflower meadow and perpetual open-air music festival, keeping you two in one place that everyone can avoid. 
Uh, it's a remarkable story and testament to the ability of these geese to function under pressure. The road ahead was tested at the start by its one singular bump. In April, upon seeing that Brexit was an unparalleled success, Labour MP Chokera Munna decided he too was now a goose. He built himself some wings and tried to migrate to his ancestral breeding grounds in Russia, but unfortunately on the journey he fell into the North Sea and never resurfaced. Despite the tragedy, Brexit here has continued to reap rewards for both Britain and its European partners. It's a truly inspirational story and one that reminds us where there are 12 bills, there's a way. Back to the studio. Metropolitan Police have tonight issued an arrest warrant for the broadcaster and former host of Live and Kicking, Jamie Theakston, following a visit by officers to his London home. Red Redmond is reporting live from the scene in Hammersmith. It's been an absolutely chaotic day here in London. Behind me, there are police vans, forensic investigators, and a cordon that has almost entirely blocked this busy street. Crowds have been filming steadily since early this afternoon, and feelings are running high. All we know for certain is that this morning, officers from the Metropolitan Police knocked on a 47-year-old man's door following an anonymous tip-off from somebody claiming to be a neighbour. Tonight, those officers are hospitalised with shock and over 30 bodies have been recovered from the house. Up until today, Jamie Theakston was best known for his friendly demeanour and impressive ability to tolerate Amanda Holden. Now, he's a wanted man, suspected of being one of the most prolific killers in modern memory. Details are thin on the ground, so I asked a man who made eye contact with Theakston in a supermarket once to speculate wildly about what might have happened here. We just seem so ordinary, you know? But they always do, don't they? One minute they're passing you in little, and the next thing you know, they're peeling your skin, making a winter hat out of your tendons, and using your bollocks as a pom-pom. Makes me shudder to imagine it particularly when I've not actually got any insight or ability to contextualise what's happened. I can only assume that he's dressing up as his mother, torturing people with superheated barbecue tongs, slitting their throats and then putting his hand in the holes in their necks before working their corpses like a set of puppets. He probably puts on a woman's voice and talks to himself about how he's a disgusting, impotent freak. Makes you sick, doesn't it? What kind of deranged mind comes up with something like that? Absolutely horrifying imagery there. I'm sure we can all agree. Tonight, Jamie Theakston is a broadcaster and Heart FM DJ on the run. We will of course keep you updated on this breaking story. Red Redmond there, reporting from Hammersmith. Tonight, Metropolitan Police have released a statement advising the public not to approach Jamie Theakston and to immediately report any sighting of him, as he is considered to be armed and extremely dangerous. It's time now for some louder news with less humility. As President Trump continues to react furiously to the mounting impeachment proceedings against him, we go now to Earth 84 but her email C, the alternate dimension in which Hillary Clinton got 3 million more votes in the 2016 American election and yet somehow still won. Over to our North American correspondent, Alison June Smith, to find out just how the impeachment proceedings are going over there. Thanks, Sam. This shouldn't take too long. They're not. They're not going anywhere. Things here are fine. 
There's no impeachment, just old white dudes shouting on Twitter that Americans are all pussies now. Honestly, why do you even cut to here, man? Were you expecting this universe to somehow be worse? Are you fucking kidding? The president here isn't on live TV asking rogue states to interfere in the next election. She hasn't been accused of raping a dozen men. Merrick Garland sits on the Supreme Court and nobody thinks he put his dick in a sleeping girl's face. North Korea are still sanctioned. Iran are still awkward assholes. But guess what? We haven't left our allies to die in the desert. We're not at the brink of war because Americans didn't pull out of the fucking agreement that kept Iran at the table and nuclear weapons off it. Domestically, new green technology and renewables are driving up investment all the time, which is good because oil prices are up a little after the president didn't roll over and let the Saudis tickle her balls when they goddamn fucking murdered that American citizen. More people have Medicare, the economy is growing well, and the debt haystack isn't exploding due to dumb-as-fuck trade policies and a short-sighted tariff war. We don't have thousands of fucking children and innocent fucking people locked in fucking cages for pursuing the American dream. Hell, over here, it even feels like we're only a few dozen school shootings off of some kind of meaningful gun control. God damn it, you guys. Take some responsibility, will you? Is this Hillary versus paradise? Of course not. Don't be a dumbass. The Clintons, talentless white asshole kids, are earning too much money being talentless white assholes. But they're doing it in the private sector, which is where talentless white assholes are meant to be making all their money. Income equality still sucks. This country is still under the thumb of the neoliberal ideology. American foreign policy is still interventionist colonial bullshit. But stop. Stop looking for excuses and justifications for the mess you've made. You took the bet Obama made you with its economy on an upswing, and you shit it big time. Trump's not even on TV here anymore. After what he called Danny Trejo on the last series of Celebrity Apprentice, he can't even get on Fox anymore. We're too woke here for you to use that word. Also, I'm Canadian, you idiot. I shouldn't even be wasting my time reporting on this country. I've got a college party I need to black up for. June Smith out. Uh, right, I can only apologise for the language and, frankly, hysterical tone of our correspondent there. Proof, as if it were needed, that electing women carries with it the risk of lighting the collective wick on all their tampons. Back on the cold male patio of news rather than the hot lady garden of opinion, we've just received word of a breaking development in the Jamie Theakston story, back to Red Redmond in Hammersmith. Thanks, Sam. Police have just confirmed that a message relayed to the press this evening claiming to be from Atheekson himself is genuine. In an email seen by IC News, the radio DJ talks of his divine mission. What I'm about to read quotes the message directly, and I should warn you, some listeners will find it titillating. I am Jamie Theakston, keeper of the key. The police have made a terrible mistake. Yes, I have killed, I have maimed dismembered and bled in the name of the greater good. The bodies are the only thing keeping the seal intact. Flesh is the lock. You have been tricked. I have been betrayed. I must finish what I have started, else she will rise. Take form and be live and kicking once more. All will fall before her. 
The message goes on, becoming less juicy and newsworthy. Where Theakston is at this point, the police have no idea. All we know for sure is that the bodies keep coming out of his London home, and the air here, for some reason, is starting to crackle with static and smell like ozone. Back to the studio. Some very concerning ratings gold there. It's now time for one of our regular features. Good news is all about balance and impartiality. If you've seen Question Time, you'll of course already know that the best way to counter facts and objective reality is to give airtime to a fringe lunatic representing a tiny cross-section of the most willfully ignorant idiots in society. After all, truth is a spectrum, and we're probably all on it somewhere, aren't we? Particularly Karen in HR. She's fucking mental. You can't have the rainbow of truth without the pot of baseless conjecture at either end. We now go live to our latest undercover reporter, some bloke we found on 4chan. Hi, I'm Danny Sutcliffe, marijuana casualty, conspiracy theorist and homebrew investigative reporter with bigger balls than a Miley Cyrus video. You can hide your secrets in a smell-proof baggie inside a Kinder Egg and shove the whole thing up your ass. but I'm warning you, I'll dig them out and I'm wearing a chunky watch. This week, I've been digging into one of the bleakest cesspits I've ever seen, and I've stood outside and watched an orgy at Jeremy Paxman's house through the window. If you think that man's rude to the kids on University Challenge, you ought to see what he does to an oiled-up Chinese dwarf who's just trying to serve the cheese. Fucking hell, right, Danny, I'm just going to have to stop you there. Um, The legal team have spoken to you about this. We're glad to have you on board, but you really do need to follow the editorial guidelines, OK? Of course, you're right. Sorry, Sam. Thanks again for this wonderful opportunity. Here at IC News, we're all about proper balance and high ethical standards in our reporting, which is why this week I've smashed a window and snuck into the BBC to expose Laura Guttenberg for the fraud she is. How she ended up a journalist after the Police Academy films, I'll never know. Right, sorry, Danny, again. Um, the chief political correspondent for the BBC is Laura Koonsberg. You're thinking of Steve Gutenberg. Bless you, but please don't interrupt. I'm trying to work here. Laura Iceberg has for too long been a paid-up shill working on behalf of Jeremy Odbins, leader of the Labour of Democrats. That's right, the very same Jeremy Odbins who just last week tried to overturn the result of the referection by saying he'd like to lead a government of notional unity. Uh, Danny, Danny, I've got to stop you again. Fucking hell, pal. What now? I've sold loads of stories to the Sun and they've never hovered over me shoulder like this. Jeremy Corbyn is the leader of the Labour Party. Just the Labour Party. And if anything, Laura Koonsberg is generally criticised for being opposed to him rather than impartial. Also, um, just please don't say shill. It gets us in all sorts of trouble, particularly when you're talking about Jeremy Corbyn. Fine. Laura Gumball has for too long now been a paid-up traitor for the pianist regime, sending money overseas to fund Chucklevision. She does this while working for the BBC, an organisation bought and paid for by an international network of spacefaring superpedos who rob pensioners of their free driving licences in order to keep them housebound and loyal. Danny, absolutely none of that is true. Don't you fact shame me, you fucking snowflake. You and every fake news deep state operative are all the same, hiding the truth. Well, you can't censor me now. I've got a platform and I'm going to name every single one of the fuck Fucking wrongans at the heart of this conspiracy. Uh, no, uh, please, please don't. Roland Rivron. No. Michael McIntyre. No. Tony Brown. Gordon no. Cameron. I don't know who that is. Him. 
whoever he is, off bargain hunt. No. Matt Dawson, Jane no. Middlemiss, Phil no. Vickery, Aid Edmondson. That's just a list of people who've won Celebrity MasterChef. They're all fucking wrongans. Noel Edmonds, no. Jimmy Carr, no. Alan Carr, John Le Carr, the whole fucking automotive industry. Danny, this is getting really Prince fucking, fucking Andrew. How the fuck did that get in here? Look, the point I'm trying to make is, all this is true because I've said it now on a news show and that's how news works. Unless you're on LBC, in which case you shout over someone and then that's the news. I don't know. It's hard, this, isn't it? Has anyone got any glue? Um, that feels like as good a point as any to cut away, so thanks, Danny, I think. That brings us to the end of our inaugural broadcast. Time now for a quick rundown of all the stories you may have missed because we couldn't be bothered to cover them. The inquiry into Islamophobia within the Conservative Party ends in controversy after it is revealed it only surveyed one member and the only question asked was, will you shut up about this if I make you Chancellor? Jo Swinson reveals she would only ever vote for Brexit on one condition, upping the plastic bag charge to 10p. A 47-year-old man from Basingstoke is absolutely livid after being told that Greta Thunberg will probably never find out that he doesn't recycle on principle. And in news overseas, Hong Kong is still absolutely fine, provided you have pernicious anemia and are in urgent need of a dissident's kidneys. You've been listening to IC News. Thank you and good night. So that's it, that's episode one, that's what it's going to be, and hopefully I'll be bringing out new episodes every two weeks moving forwards. If you've enjoyed it, do please tell your friends, share it round, leave us a review. Um, I've run ICU for five years now, so I'm pretty much immune to every comment section on the internet. Knock yourselves out. Every episode is written and edited by me, Sam Gore. This one featured some very talented and funny people from the UK stand-up circuit. First you heard Rob Mulholland, who has a new free special out on YouTube now. Rob Mulholland, too big to fail. Do check that out. It's very funny, even if he, as a person, is a terrible, terrible prick. You've also heard Red Redmond from Dead Cat Comedy, Alison June-Smith and Danny Sutcliffe. Give them a Google, check them out. They're all very funny performers I'm sure you'll enjoy. Finally, the original music you heard was written and recorded by the very talented Eddie French, so thanks loads to him for that. This podcast, just like the stories on ICU where this all started, will always be free and available for everyone to enjoy. However, if you like it and you want to help me make more podcasts and more stuff, you can sign up at patreon.com slash stories from as little as a pound a month. In return, you'll get early access and in the future, extended and bonus podcasts as a thank you for your support. I'm releasing this on Saturday morning, so I fully expect if you're listening to it at any time in the future, it's already horribly out of date. Hopefully it still made you laugh. We'll be back in two weeks. Thank you.